Welcome to Bible Chicks, women who are normally just as is, but we're at our supernatural best when we choose to read, believe, and live out God's Word, whatever's going on in our lives. So get ready to laugh with us and be blessed as you hear our unique stories and inspiring music. Thanks for joining us. It's going to be good. Reading, believing, living His Word. Praying, never receiving all the truth that we've heard. Loving and growing and hoping our faith is showing. Don't you know we're Bible chicks? I'm Carol Brewer, your Bible Chicks host. So welcome. I'm glad you could join us today. In a few minutes, we're going to hear an incredible story from Guadalupe Casillas, our special guest. Right now, I have a chance to share with you my love for God's Word as I sing for you Psalm 91, verses 14 through 16. No greater love than God's love. That was Psalm 
91 verse 14 to 16. So you have a chance to look it up, do. And that's what we're all about as Bible chicks. We have a chick with us today, a Bible chick, a super person, Guadalupe Casillas. Welcome. I'm so glad you're able to be with us today. Thank you, Carol. That's so nice. You know, you're from California, mm-hmm. but when we listen to your voice, you have a beautiful accent, which kind of indicates that maybe you didn't quite grow up in the same area that I did. Where where did you grow up? I was born in Managua, Nicaragua, in Central America. In yes. Central Maha. And so how did you happen to come to the United States then? Oh, my goodness. That's a very um, exciting story. I was 16 at the time, and it was at the time that in my country there was a revolution, and um, um, the violence was so bad that universities and school had to be closed, and when my mom one morning was brooming on the side door of our home, um, she found a grenade <laughs> next to a, a large kitchen gas tank, and we knew it was time to go and pack. And thank God our papers were ready and uh, uh, with the embassy, and we were able to come to the United States. And I was 16, like I said, and here's where I met my Prince Charming. Well, you know, I just have to go back to that mm-hmm. grenade, because <laughs> if you just realize... God's protection mm-hmm. when you have that extreme danger mm-hmm. that, you know, just the situation was potentially wipe out your family and all, but but God had another plan, and that was just evident at right at that point. It was time to leave, but you just think about that protection. That was a very marked time in your life to just think about a new chance. God gave you a second chance and he gives those to us over and over, doesn't he? Yes, he does. And, you know, I love my country, uh, but I grew up with a lot of fear. And that fear was um, in my country when little girls were kidnapped and abducted. The newspapers would show the graphic pictures right on the front page. And I was afraid that I was going to be one of those little girls. And we also lived through an earthquake that happened in 1972. Uh, There are a lot of earthquakes in Nicaragua, and uh, 10,000 people died on that quake. So, And then the revolution, so you can see that there was a lot of fear in my life, and I was also afraid of uh, death, of dying at a young age. Well, seeing that on TV, that's the image, you know, it's very... In, indelible in your brain, it make you know, can just seem I can't even imagine. Oh. But you were there during the revolution. Um, I don't. Re- it had just started. It had just started, and they were burning buses on the streets, and we're. Um, so it was just at the beginning stage of it. And like I said, it was that grenade that was just, I started crying and told my dad, I want, I don't want to live here anymore. Let's go. And um, I had always had a dream since I was a little girl to live in the United States. And I listened to a lot of the Bee Gees and music, you know, back in the day, disco. And, movies. Yeah, movies. And, uh, and we came and we moved to San Jose, California at that time. How were you able to get out of the country. I mean, you had the, you had the provisions. God also gave you that to 
did you uh, were you able to go to the airport? Were you able to fly out, or how mm-hmm. how what mm-hmm. kind of transportation? Yeah, that's a great question, Carol. Because um, since it was at the beginning stages of the war, uh, we didn't live through the horrors of uh, seeing people dead on the street, which happened, uh, but. We were cleared, and the thing is, our papers happened to be ready because my mom was suffering from depression, and at one point we're thinking about moving to the States. And then they changed their minds, and they decided to stay. But then when all this revolution broke out, uh, that's when our papers were ready. We came, and we took off, and they didn't stop us. But then later on, people that were trying to leave the country were not allowed. So it was on the nick of time. So did do you fly from what was your journey like? I mean, when you flew, it was from Managua and then mm-hmm. to where San Francisco or San Jose, San Jose, San Jose. directly. Wow! And I gotta tell you something funny. Um, so we learned English in my country, but it was very basic, and we were taught to say, "How do you do?" So when I came to this country, people go, "What's up?" And I would actually look up. And uh, and I I was also taken aback about how clean this country is. The streets were so organized, and uh, in my country, uh, the streets belong to the most daring driver. And also, unfortunately, it was filled with litter. And uh, I didn't know that there was a fine of about a thousand dollars here if you threw litter on the ground, which is excellent, you know. But those were the things that uh, learning the slang was the most difficult part. Noticing it and noticing that right away. That's that's mm-hmm. amazing. Well, there's, you know, from our childhood, it it's something we never forget. Mm-hmm. Those beginning years and into our teen years. It's something that affects us for the rest of our lives. Did your family go to church when you were in Nicaragua? Uh, my mom did. My dad uh, didn't. And um, that was a concern of uh, that we had. Uh, we had different backgrounds. My dad was Catholic, but never went to Mass. Um, it was just a title. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and my mom was the active one, I would say. And um, she took us to church, and she would read the um, daily bread to us every morning and had us memorize scripture, which was so awesome. But one day I had a dream that uh, my mom, my sisters, and I had gone to heaven, and my dad had gone to hell. Mm-hmm. And I was so afraid. And I told my dad, Dad, you need to believe in Jesus. You know, uh, we don't want you to stay behind. And, and I started praying a lot for my dad. And my dad came around, and he now, I, I just love that. He will talk to anyone about the Lord, whether it's in a hospital, if it's visiting someone, on the streets, at restaurants, he's on fire for God. And so that's amazing. And so I'm happy to say that they're both now serving the Lord. Wow. Do you have brothers and sisters then? Only two sisters. And then so there were three. Yeah. Uh, three uh, that uh-huh. came. And then you're so five of you that came yes. to San Jose. Uh-huh. And you described that landing and... and so did you have, did you know anyone in San Jose when you came? Yes, we had an aunt and, uh, and actually we came to stay with uh, my cousin and my cousin is married to my husband's older brother. And that's how I got to meet Eduardo, my husband. We've been married for 35 years. 35 years. Mm-hmm. Congratulations. Thank you. That's fantastic in this day and age. And mm-hmm. wow, wonderful. And and I want a little bit more about in San Jose, even mm-hmm. before you met your husband, just a little bit more of that to 
you were uh, 16, is that yes. correct? 16. Yes. Okay, so when did you get married? How old? In Oh, very young. Let oh, me tell you, wow. I okay. finished high school in Nicaragua at the age of 15 and came to San Jose at 16. Um, and two months before I was 18, we were married, okay. my husband and I. So we only dated for a year. And then we had our first child when I was 21. So I started everything really early. <laughs> well, that, yeah, 21. That, yeah. That's that's legal age. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> yeah, that's... I was becoming an adult and a mother at the same time oh, at 21. Yeah, yeah. right. The whole thing. So the whole, um, all at once. And and new country, Uh new husband, new life, new uh, new new marriage, new (laughs) husband. Same husband for 35 years. The husband. And and then um, started your family at 21 and you Uh have two sons. Is that right? So we know what you you were busy doing. How about other areas when you were in San Jose? Did you, and this is San Jose, California, for those of you who are listening in the San Francisco Bay Area, mm-hmm. uh, that's uh, the computer land in that area, mm-hmm. San Jose, mm-hmm. Silicon Valley, and also that. Now you can kind of know where we're talking about. So you were in San Jose, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to get up to date before you were married. What else were you? Did you decide to go to a church when you were in San Jose, or? Yeah, that was a turning point because this is the the sad part of my life. I would say is that everything was going well, and my husband and I came back from our honeymoon in Hawaii. I'm getting ready to go to church. The church that he came with um, with me uh, in San Jose. And all of a sudden, I'm getting ready, and I see that he's not getting ready. And I said, honey, why aren't you get, getting ready to go to church? Because I'm not going. And I said, what? And he's like, he said, he then told me all the things that had happened at that church that had gotten him disillusioned about his faith. Half of the church left. Uh, they, it was due to poor leadership from the pastor. And, and I said, honey, I agree with you. We shouldn't go to that church, but let's look for a new one. But by then, um, he was just not interested. And I started praying that he would start going to church. And I prayed for two years that my husband would come with me to church. And when he didn't, and God, I felt like God was ignoring my prayer. And I remember the day I told God, I said defiantly, I said, you know, I don't believe that you exist because I'm asking you for a good thing. I'm not even asking you for riches. I'm asking you that my husband would come with me to church. This means a lot to me. And you're quiet. And so I'm going to stop going to church. I'm not going to pray anymore. And boy, oh boy, I became really depressed because I said, wow, if there's no God and this life is hard, what's the point on living? And I think it had to do a lot, too, with PMS during that time. But I I had a beautiful house. I stayed home. I had two kids, a wonderful husband, and yet I was depressed. So I was ready, um, and I really had suicidal thoughts. And the only thing that stopped me from really going through... And we're going to find out more. I'm I'm so anxious to hear the rest of the story, why you can call yourself God's own. And we're going to hear right after this break. So... We'll be right back. 
Attention event planners, Carol Brewer brings both the message and the music as she presents the King and I Women's Retreat. You'll deepen your walk with Jesus as you discover the heart-healing truths that establish your real identity as an heiress in His kingdom. Be refreshed and reassured in His presence and delight in singing His praises. Carol works closely with each event planner, ensuring a successful, life-transforming weekend away. Learn more at BibleChicks.com. Reading, believing, living His Word. Don't you know we're Bible chicks? Welcome back. Guadalupe Casillas is sharing with us about her journey from Nicaragua to California. And now her journey beyond coming to have a stronger relationship with the Lord and all that He's done in her life since she's been here. Welcome back, uh-huh. Guadalupe. Thank you. And we're going to share at that compelling point when you were dealing with some depression and uh, wanting your husband to come back to church with you. Can you tell us now how God worked all that out in His perfect timing? It was amazing because um, I knew I had to do something about this depression, and I went to see the doctor, and he was ready with a notepad to prescribe me some antidepressants. And I said, doctor, please wait. Give me two weeks, I said, and if I don't get any better, then I'll start taking them. And it was at that point that my sister-in-law invited me to attend uh, a Bible study, and I'd never been to a Bible study, and it was amazing. I love how these women had a personal relationship with Jesus, and they, and I also was suffering from low self-esteem, and then reading from Psalm, I think it's 139.14, that says that we're just so wonderfully made, and how much God loves us, and I was just, uh, I just kept going to the Bible studies and learning about God's love that Praise God, um, slowly but surely, I never went back to pick up that prescription. Now, when I say this, I know that there's a lot of listeners out there that suffer from depression, depression, and it's okay to take medication. Uh, In my case, what I needed was to draw closer to God. And um, so I pray for my husband, like I said, for 22 years. It took me 22 years years to pray my husband back to church. You know, we have to say that we just mm-hmm. don't give up. No. You know, some people mm-hmm. say, oh, I've paid for seven years or 10 years. I hear mm-hmm. this story quite frequently. Yes. And I have a story myself about how many years mm-hmm. that I certainly prayed for my loved ones and mm-hmm. still do. Yeah. So whatever it is, you know, God's timing is perfect. And we just, and it's for our own Good, yes. you know, because it keeps us close to the Lord. It keeps us needing Him, which we do. There we, you go. You, yeah, because I, I, I finally, I, at the end, I asked God, Lord, why did you make me wait so long, you know, for to answer this prayer? And all along, He was working with me. And I submerged myself so much into Bible studies that I led Bible studies. I've been in Bible studies for 28 years. And, um, and I even wrote two Bible studies as well. And it was just how God was working with me and showing me His love and His faithfulness. So that sounds for people that are not really crazy about homework in the first uh-huh, place. Uh-huh. The idea of Bible study that uh-huh. can I know personally uh-huh. before that can be well. I, you know, I don't really that I don't think I'm really cut out to read and do homework. I 
couldn't stand homework in high school or mm-hmm. I, I didn't didn't really want to do that. That wasn't the route. So there are quite a few women I know mm-hmm. that will kind of shy away from that. Mm-hmm. But I, I took me a while to get into a Bible study yeah. as well. So that's what we call it, a Bible study. But really it's God's word encounter. We're, we're taking time because it's a living, breathing word. So when we open it up, mm-hmm. it, it just leaps off the page at us oh, with yeah. this living, breathing truth. And so often the scriptures that we open and find are just for us, just when we need them. It's supernatural. He speaks to us. And that's the thing that I would be going through, something that specific week and doing my homework and seeing how God was already answering through uh, the Bible. And um, I just, uh, the other thing that was so comforting was being in a group of mature Christian women uh, that loved me and just yes. uh, and, and they didn't get tired of my questions because I had a lot of questions. I would say, well, show me in the Bible where it says that, you know, I, I'm going to heaven, that Jesus died for me. And, and it's that easy just to say a simple prayer and receive him in my heart. I think it takes more than that. And they were able to answer and show me in scripture where it says that uh, it's not through our works and deeds. That is the grace of God. And so it I is. just loved. And when I led Bible Ephesians studies. Ephesians 2, 8, and 9. I wrote a song about that too mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i did and i also um the time the 10 years that i led bible studies uh, because now i want to concentrate more on uh, publishing my book but when i led bible studies i made it fun and i mean we were partying and i said you're missing the best party because you're learning from god his love and helping you through whatever circumstance you're going through and at the same time just the being sisters in christ and going out to eat and yeah, yeah. It was, it's fun it's and, fun and bible studies really it's like a meal you know a banquet it's a feast it really mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. and and when we ever see a feast on a table oh, yeah. it's like get excited especially if it looks the visually looks great and all that. We're like excited to be there. When you get into God's Word together, sharing and learning and growing, it's, you know, study is, maybe we should change the name from study. <laughs> you don't like the word <laughs> study. No, it's homework. <laughs> Who wants to do homework? But we do have uh-huh. homework and what it, and, but, you know, take, it means that you take that with you to your private time oh, or your Lord. personal time. Oh, you Lord. open up God's Word and then you consider, just like when you, Take when we when we're not doing mm-hmm. fast food, when we're doing slow food, and we take time. We can just kind of mm, chew it, on yeah. it, savor it, enjoy it, sip a nice cup of coffee, and just enjoy that. And that's the, a great way to learn from the Lord, from His Word, that living, breathing mm-hmm. Word. So it's not a negative thing. Study and homework. It can be a really great thing because it's how we grow and learn. Yeah. And you found that out, and that's why you wrote two of them. It's actually what saved me, actually because I had, I said, what's the purpose I'm leaving? And when I started going through the Word and learning who really God is, is what changed my life. And um, I'm so excited about it that uh, I would lead two or three Bible studies a week because I wanted more. I wanted, I wanted more women to know. And I love the name of your show, Carol, Bible Chicks. You know, and it's so cute, the logo you picked, how there's two chicks with headsets. <laughs> Standing on the Word of God, singing and praising. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. I really, really want to recommend people to join a good Bible study and and to grow. Well, we Bible chicks are not stuffy. 
<laughs> no, we're we not. like to have a good time, <laughs> and we do. And it's the joy of the Lord. We just we love sharing, and there's nothing more wonderful, really, than you mm-hmm. know, getting together in a group, yeah, and sharing our heart, yeah. sharing. Uh, the difficulties and being able to pray for each other, but then just to, again, savor the word and realize how much God loves us. Because He loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue Him, as I sang earlier. And so just thinking about that, you've got two studies. What are the titles of your two Bible studies that you've written? Okay, and one is uh, More Power Through the Fruit of the Holy Spirit. And I was born in Las Vegas, out of all places, that Bible study. Uh, My husband was going to a conference, and he told me it was in Las Vegas for five days. And I gave him the look, you know that look, like, what? You're going to Las Vegas? And he immediately said, honey, don't worry, because you're coming with me. I already got your ticket. And I said, awesome. And then he says, what are you going to be doing there, you know, while we're in Las Vegas? And I said, well, I'm going to have a mini retreat with God. Well, you're downstairs in the hotel you know, with your conference, I'm going to be ordering pineapple room service and, you know, and doing my Bible study. And I said, I also want to pray for uh, the women in the city, men and women in the city, you know, Sin City, Las Vegas. And that's when God put in my heart, not only to lead a summer Bible study, but to write it. And it was on joy, love, peace, patience, gentleness, self-control. There's nine of them. And uh, yes, there are in Galatians 5. Yes, 5, 22, 21, mm-hmm. 22. And so uh, it was just like, it was all in my head. I came back and I actually wrote it to lead it to that group in the summer. And I did it in three weeks, not thinking I'm ever going to be a writer. I just wanted to share and I just went um, with the Bible and I said, okay, how do we apply? How can we obtain joy? And how can we have peace in our lives and goodness and kindness? And that was the study. And then five years later, we're going back to Las Vegas, again, another conference. And I'm ready and I'm packing my Bible. And I said, again, we're going to be praying for the city. And I wrote in my journal. This is so neat. I wrote in my journal. I said, Lord, I want you to please bring me the crowds. I want to tell them about your love, how amazing you are. And that was a prayer request in my journal. And then that same weekend, we came back and I went to a women's retreat. And a good friend of mine, Kathy Backland, uh, said to me as the uh, speaker of the retreat was selling her devotional book. She says, Guadalupe, you should write a book. And I looked at her and I said, what? And I said, you know that English is my second language. What makes you say that? And she's like, well, you have a lot to offer, a lot of experiences, a lot of miracles you've witnessed. You need to write about those. You do. Yeah. And, and so you're blogging and doing mm-hmm. quite a few things to, and speaking for Stonecroft and speaking and developing your writing. Mm-hmm. So that's a blessing for mm-hmm. all of us that you're stepping out and letting us know your story and your heart for the Lord. What a wonderful example you are for so many. What is your favorite scripture? One of them. We have many, don't we? Oh, yes, many. But the most favorite would be, and I'm going to say it in Spanish first, Porque de tal manera amó Dios al mundo que ha dado a su Hijo unigénito para que, el que, para que todo aquel que en él crea no se pierda, mas tenga vida eterna. And it's so beautiful, but it's just as beautiful in English. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but have eternal life. And what would you say to someone who's not sure 
about God is real or or just questioning or maybe they're depressed and and that can be kind of a barrier with listening to God's precious voice. What would you say to that person? That I'm a living example of someone who doubted his goodness. And I, it wasn't overnight. Um, I started going through the Bible study and asking questions, many, many questions. And uh, so do the research. Don't just go by what other people tell you, but really experience. Ask God, Lord, I want to know you. I want to know if you're real. Talk to him. Let's pray right now. Okay. Father, we thank you for this radio show, for this internet radio show. Father, only you know how many people all over the world may be listening now who might be dealing with depression, anxiety, stress. Lord, you know. And Father, I pray um, at this moment that you will open their eyes to see your love, your grace, and that together with me they will say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying for me on the cross. I believe that you are the Son of God who came to save me from my sins. I receive you in my heart, and I ask you to please fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to follow you all the days of my life. It is in your name, Lord Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Guadalupe, for that beautiful prayer and for sharing from your heart. You know, it expresses my heart, too. It's about the Holy Spirit. It's about His indwelling when we empty ourselves of us and we're filled with His presence. What a difference, His supernatural presence. He is real. Won't you come to know Him in a personal way today? God's waiting. Give Him a chance. He loves you beyond measure. And we know that for certain. And Guadalupe has shared that with us today. If you want to find out more about Guadalupe's ministry, please visit BibleChicks.com and you'll get a link to her blog spot. You'll also get links and be able to listen to the shows that have our past programs so you'll have a chance to hear those too so go to biblechicks.com and remember that in him we live move and have our being i'm carol brewer god bless you and we'll see you next time reading believing living his word praying never receiving all the truth that